In this episode, I'm going to tell you my story, which will explain why I want to help people improve their consistency and discipline for their dreams. It's a story with a near-death experience. It's a story with depression. It's a story just with the unexpected. And even though I've been through these things and I've persevered through them, I sit here thankful because the man that I am today, the consistency and discipline that I have today is because of my experience. And I've learned a lot because of it. And so I want you to listen to my story and take away these three life lessons that I think will help you navigate your own life as you're in the process to making your dreams a reality. So let's do it. Welcome to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, where the focus and mission is to help you find your how to your biggest dream. My name is Trevon Gross Jr., and I'm extremely excited and thankful to have you here today because you matter, your dream matters, it's possible, and I believe in you. Uh, This episode is very personal because I'm going to be telling you my story and my journey as a dream chaser, uh, my journey as just someone that's willing to do whatever it takes uh, to make a dream happen. And uh, I want to start off my story um, with my basketball career. Um, You know, basketball is a sport that I love. Uh, It's a sport that I'm blessed to still be able to play. Um, But it really was the beginning for me. When, when I think about just, you know, dreaming, when I think about having goals and, you know, setting goals and, and putting in the work to make them happen, it really started with my basketball career. Um, and I'll spare you guys the details of some of this, but I'll fast forward um, up until um, college, because for me, college was a roller coaster ride. It was it was an experience that I truly had to fight for my basketball career um, and I had, re- had to really earn it. I had to really um go to a deeper level of self in order to keep my basketball career at that time. So, and I actually lay a little more foundation. So in high school, high school, I I went to two good high schools, um, went to really two good high schools, played against some great competition. Um, But I was never one of those guys that had a whole bunch of offers and stuff like that. Um, So I really had to earn it. I really had to earn it. Um, So long story less, less long, you know, I go into college with no scholarship offers. Um, I go to UVA off my academics. Thank God my parents kept me um, on the straight and narrow with my grades, making sure that those were right. So I got accepted into UVA by the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and, you know, that first year, my first year on, on grounds, I wasn't on the team at all, which was a roller coaster ride for me because this was the first time in basically like 12 years that I wasn't on some level of basketball team. Like it was just weird. It was, you know, weird not having that level of consistency of practice or working out or whatever the case may be. And and even deeper than the actual, um, you know, practices and things, it was weirder not having teammates. It was weirder, like not having people like the same people that I was, I had around consistently. Right. Cause on a team, you're with these people for multiple hours every single day. So it was it was weird for me. It was it was a it was a moment um, where I didn't have basketball for the first time in my life. Um, And it was an eye opener for me. um, And it made me realize, okay, this is what I want. Like, I'm not going another year without this. And I was very determined. I, I was determined to become a part of the men's basketball team at UVA. Um, as a walk on. And I knew that before I even got on grounds, um, but not having 
that community, not being in that circle, not being a part of a team um, that first year was was rough for me. Um, but, you know, fast forward, um, I go on to, you know, be a manager the very next year. Um, and then the, my third year, I become a walk on fourth year. You know, Coach Bennett blesses me with a scholarship um, and all of that took real work. Um, and, and that's like where I want to start, because it took a level of sacrifice because I know I know for a fact when I was my during my first year when I wasn't on the team at all going to work out and doing all these things I know that I looked crazy to to the average person like the first year was a year where there are a lot of people you know trying to walk on on teams and you know they they wanted it but it what they didn't want it as bad as I wanted it um which basically meant they weren't going to work as hard as I worked at it um and thankfully you know I had um support system around me during that time that you know, encouraged me that, that encouraged me, even if they didn't necessarily understand why I wanted to do it. Um, they, they helped me stay positive about it. Um, you know, they, they affirmed me in, Hey, you know, you can do it. Um, and so lo and behold, um, I got my foot in the door being a manager and, you know, it was, it was a, a lowly position, but it was a, it was a position of service. And, I, and I'm really thankful that I did it because I learned so much during that year as a manager, I learned, you know, just what service really is. I learned how you know important it is to have something that that you really love like that was a that was a test that was a test for me right like when you truly love something like are you willing to serve it and that was what i was able to figure out during my year as a manager and then getting promoted um you know again just even when you're you're in a aspect of the dream that you might not um, agree with, you might not feel as though you belong to or whatever the case may be, as long as you serve it and do it well, you know, there's promotion possible. And that's what happened with me. You know, when I was a manager, I was really determined to be the best manager I could possibly be. You know, whatever that looked like, whatever that meant I had to do, whether it meant I had to go to practice way earlier than everybody else, stay after way later, you know, whatever I needed to do, I was determined to just be the best at where I was. Um, and the same thing was true even when I was a walk-on and the same thing was true in my, in my last year. But with all of those things, you know, the, the first thing I, I want to tell tell you guys um, that I realized really two things. The first thing is, one, that's where I really understood, like, anything is possible as long as you put in the work, right? Like, as long as you do what's necessary, as long as you put the right habits in place, you put the right schedule in place, you, you put the right action steps in place, you really can make anything happen. Um, and that's number one. The second thing is basically be great where you are. Be great where you are. I think for a lot of us, sometimes we believe we need to be at a different point in order to be great or or our greatness is um, ahead of us. Right. Like like we're not great now, but we have to go further. We have to do things. We have to have certain things in order to be great. When the truth is we can be great right where we are. No, we're not necessarily in the position that we want to be in. No, life may not look like we want it to look. No, our bank accounts may not look how we want it to look. No, we may not have the level of influence we may want. Whatever the case may be, we still have the ability, we have the choice to be great right where we are. And that's a lesson that I learned um, during my college years. Um, and I'm really thankful that I learned it because again, it, it's, it's all about being. It's all about who you can be today that basically imitates the person that you want to become. Like what can you do today that the person that you want to become can would do? Um, 
And so that was like a really, really big lesson for me uh, in terms of understanding, hey, anything that I really want in life, anything that I really want to do, um, as long as I, you know, do the right research and, and take the right action and put the right habits in place, set the right type of goals, set the right five steps, um, you know, in place for myself, I can do it. You know, as long as I really discipline myself and I'm consistent in working out, I'm consistent in, you know, watching film or whatever the case may be. Like if as long as you have a level of consistency and discipline towards a common goal, it can happen. And that's what I learned. That's what I learned. That was that was really number one. And that was a really big triumph for me because, you know, walking on to a team like that in a major conference, ACC, you know, playing against the Dukes, the Carolinas, just all these people that. Um, I'd only, you know, seen on TV and things like that. You know, I'm, you know, I used to, I remember my first time shaking coach K's hand where it's like, wait a minute, this is coach K and I get to shake his hand though. It was brief, right? Cause you know, you just shake hands at the end of games. It's like, man, the, the blessing to, to be able to be in the position to shake a, a man like coach K's hand. Right. Because again, for me, basketball and just my entire journey with my basketball career just represents so much more than just a game. But it's in those moments of gratitude that I think about all the all the sacrificing I did. I think about, you know, all the 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 hangouts I said no to. I think about all all the 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 decisions that I made to get me to that that point to to allow me to have that experience where you know I've been blessed to play in large arenas I've been blessed to play you know overseas I've been I've been blessed and and simply because you know one I understood that the goal that I want is very possible and then two I decided to be great right right where I was all right that that's those are like two major lessons that you know I want you to leave you guys with and so uh, moving forward a little bit with my story, um, after that experience at UVA, you know, it was truly a blessing. Um, I got to thank Coach Bennett and just the entire staff for just, you know, allowing me to be a part of that, you know, and, and really um, giving me hope. Um, and so 2018 is when I graduated um, and, you know, I had an extra year. I decided to transfer to Monmouth University. And that was a rough year for me. It was a rough year. I had a lot of stuff going on personally, um, you know, on top of just trying to figure out what was next. Like that was the big question for me. Like what was next? Because I knew I wanted to put, play pro basketball. I knew that. I knew at the very least I, I wanted to give it a shot. I knew I was good enough, you know, um, but because of lack of opportunity when I was there at Monmouth and just all the things I had going on personally, I just didn't know. I was just I was worried and stressed out about so much. And it honestly sent me into a depression. Um, it, it sent me into a real depression because, um, you know, it, it's just so much unknown. It was so much uncertainty that it was just overwhelming. Like it, it was just like, you know, OK, I'm. I think 2023 20, at the time, 22, 23, where I'm transitioning into adulthood. Um, I just came off a season where, you know, things w did not go as they told me that it was going to go. Um, you know, I experienced just so much unexpected that it was kind of like, well, how in the world am I going to do this? And, you know, I didn't have much confidence in my ability to provide even for myself because it was just like, how am I going to do that? Because basketball was all I really knew. Like there were things I was good at, but basketball was all I knew. So, you know, when it came to, you know, being done with college in 2019, you know, it was just like, 
what is going on with my life? And Basel's I knew. So, you know, I got a job as a trainer. Um, you know, I'd always been training. So I, I got a job somewhere where I was working as a trainer, which was really good. Another learning experience for me. But again, I was just depressed. I, I was depressed because I didn't have an internal confidence about what I was doing, about what I was even able to do. And, you know, one of the things that I really learned during that period of my life um, where it was just the lowest of lows was that it was up to me. It was it was all up to me. And what I mean by that is, you know, not to say, you know, you shouldn't get help if you're experiencing depression. Um, but at the end of the day, each of us has a decision to get ourselves out of a situation. And what I mean by that is, right, like dealing with depression at the at the level that I was at, you know, because I had basically lost my will to live. Um, but it was I it reached a point where it was up to me and, and no one was going to save me unless I did something to save myself. Right. Unless I decided to call somebody and let them know how I was feeling, um, unless I decided to, you know, do something to improve my life, whatever the case may be, it was up to me to make something happen. And um, that was what I learned. That was what I learned during that time. Like it was a it was a rough time where it's like you wake up every day. I didn't really um, have like goals or anything like that. I was just trying to make it like that was my, my thought process at that point was let's just get through the day, like whatever it looks like. Let's just get through it. And so um, that's that's a lesson I, I want to, to leave with you guys um, in terms of my experience with depression. It was it's up to you. It, it, everything that you want, every no matter what situation you're in, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, it's up to you. You know, you can't rely on somebody else to see that there's something wrong with you, and then hopefully that they take action for you to feel better. That's not that's that's not going to be beneficial to you. You have to, you know, take matters into your own hands, um, and you know, do what you got to do because, excuse me, that's 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 just what's necessary. Um, and I don't say that to be insensitive. I don't say that to, you know, minim minimize anyone's experience um, with mental health, like absolutely get all the help that you need. Um, but even in getting mental health, um, you, you know, in terms of getting a therapist or whatever the case may be, that's a decision that that's you deciding to go to a person to get help, which is still up to you. Right. Like you you're deciding for yourself to, to make a move that will better yourself to get you out of the hole um, that you're feeling. And so, um, again, I told you that, you know, I was depressed. It was a low spot. It was just a bunch of unknown. How was, how was I going to make money? How was I going to transition into adulthood? There's so much I don't know. Um, who can I talk to? Like it was, it was a mess. It was, it was a whole mess. And, you know, my life was going a thousand miles per hour that I never really had time to process and really sit down and think about these things. Um, but, and I'll even <laughs> add to this, like that was actually, it was actually during that time when Craft Your Dream was formed. Um, it was during that time. I remember, um, you know, just, I found some time. I, I've made time to really sit and think, okay, like, what do I want to do with my life? Right. Like, cause that was a time where I was figuring out basketball, um, done with college, you know, and it was like, okay, I knew I didn't want to do corporate. I knew I didn't necessarily want the traditional nine to five job just cause it didn't fit me. Um, so I knew I always wanted to own a business, but I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea how to do it. Um, just I had no idea. So, you know, I just started uh, I started somewhere I, again. It, it was all up to me. 
And um, I started with just figuring out a name. Like it was like, okay, one thing at a time. Let, let me just figure out a name for it. What do I want the business to do? I, I determined, you know, I had studied a lot about leadership. I studied sociology in college. Um, I found, I thought back to just conversations that I enjoyed and I really loved talking to people about their goals and like how they were going to get them. Um, and I was like, okay, like that's something I enjoyed. Like that's something I would love to help people with. Cause there's so many people through even the conversations I had in college, so many people that had different types of goals. Um, but for whatever reason, they, they kind of let them fall to the wayside or, or they weren't as consistent or disciplined as they needed to be, um, to make it happen. So, um, that's basically where Crafted Dream was formed, where I, I remember I was substitute teaching. Um, I was sitting at a desk while watching kids and I was just writing out like different names. You know, I was create your dream, uh, create your vision, craft your vision, um, create your, your, you know, then lo and behold, craft your dream. Okay. I like that. That works like that, that, you know, says something, um, you know, in terms of, in terms of branding, but you know, it was, it was there during a, a period of my life where it was complete uncertainty. You know, it was up to me to just figure it out. And that's where I just had to step up to the plate. And so I don't know what situation you may be dealing with, whether you're, you're, you're in a great space, whether you're in a, it's okay space, or whether you're just like, get me out of here type of space. Um, I want to encourage you to figure out what you can do. Just figure out something you can do because it is up to you. You cannot wait for anybody to save you. You cannot wait for anybody to figure something out for you. It's up to you. Um, and that's what I learned during that period of life. And what's crazy is during that period of my life where I was trying to figure stuff out, you know, I had, I knew my purpose at that time. Like I thought I knew my purpose. I knew my purpose wasn't helping people. Um, but it wasn't like as clear as it is now. So at that time, like my definition of my purpose was just, Oh, I just want to help people. Right. I just want to help people with their goals. Like that was it. Um, and so I remember in January 20, yeah, January, 2021, uh, it was a couple days before my birthday. Um, I was in a car accident. I was in a car accident that if there were some details a little different, um, I don't know if I'm here sitting with you guys today. But I remember I was I just got done working out. It was late at night. It was maybe around 930. I was driving home. I go through a green light. Uh, this young lady decides to run her red and she basically um, runs into my car, like the front of my car. We hit, we slide. Uh, my car ends up basically flipping over. Um, and while the I'm conscious during all of this. So like I, I remember vividly the car rolling over. Um, just, I remember just being scared, just like, where am I rolling? Oh my God, this is happening to me. Um, you know, I remember sitting upside down for like maybe two minutes, just like what just happened, you know, trying to, f uh, move my toes, move my legs, make sure, you know, my body was, was okay. That was, that's like one of my biggest fears is like losing function of my body. Um, and it, <sighs> It's hard to fully explain um, what an experience like that will do to you, but it's the reason why I, I share share it with you is because, you know, when I experienced that car accident, it was during a time where I had lost my will to live, at least what I thought was my will to live. Um, I didn't feel as though 
you know, anything was working. Um, I didn't feel like my life was, um, you know, my own. I just, I was just going through the motions. It felt like my presence was more important than, you know, anything else. Like my presence to other people is more important than my own presence to myself. And so when that car accident happened, it made me realize how quick life can go. Um, and I don't say like, so you, the cliche saying when like someone passes away is, oh, life is short. Life is so precious, you know, in a, in a very cliche way. But after that accident, I have a completely different understanding of, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily life is short or life is so precious. It's more of a, it can be over just like that. Um, that's kind of the perspective I have as a result of that car accident where it's like at any moment, regardless of what any of us are doing, like life can end just like that. And for me, a lot of the questions that I was asking myself during that time, um, you know, while I reflected on just the fact like, man, like it really could have been over. I really thought about just would God be happy with what I've done so far? Like, what would people really say about me um, if I had died that night? You know, just um, someone with so many questions like, you know, what, who would, who, how would people find out? You know, how would people even find out that I passed away? Because it's not like, you know, anyone knew. Like, it was just, it was, it was so many questions, um, you know. And, but the main, the main one and the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys is just understanding what my purpose is but also understanding that, you know, there's so much more to life. There's so much more to life than money, influence, all these different types of things. Like that, that accident truly connected me to, to purpose, which is why I love what I do when I'm helping people improve their consistency and discipline. Um, you know, in that accident, you know, I was, before that accident, I was, I was so worried about you know, how I was going to make money, how I was going to actually move out and, you know, just all the usual um, question marks that, you know, college graduates go through um, and me more so because I was just in the middle of a, of a personal situation. Um, but that accident made me realize none of that matters, like none of it, like the amount of money that I had was not going to help any bit when it came to a funeral. It, had, it just didn't matter. Like it didn't matter the, the ideas that were in my head. It didn't matter. Like the only thing that mattered to me as a result of that accident was, you know, am I walking in my purpose? Am I impacting people with the way that I live my life? And that's something that I want to encourage you guys to do. Um, and I want you to use my experience as, as the, the foundational lesson in terms of you guys actually implementing that in your life, because, you know, yeah, making money is great. Um, having influence is great. But at the end of the day, when you think about your legacy, when you think about, you know, what will be said about at your eulogy, when you th even think about just who will really be affected uh, when you pass away. And I'm not talking about the people that come to the funeral and then that's it. Like the when you think about the people that will really be messed up if you go, um, it shifts your perspective it really shifts your shifts your perspective on how you decide to live your life and what you decide to do. And so for me, 
um, it gave it, it rebirthed purpose within me. It rebirthed purpose to, to truly help people uh, with their goals and to really just be the man that God called me to be, to really walk in um, whatever plan that God had for me. And because I knew that clearly I'm still here from this accident for a reason. Um, because most people, if I showed you guys the pictures, a lot of people look at those pictures and say, how is there not a dead body? And, um, you know, uh, again, I'm just, I'm so thankful. Um, I'm so thankful because again, it, it really could have been over. It could have been over for me. And you know, what's, what's funny is not funny, but you know, I had plans. Like I had plans to, to, you know, try traveling plans the very next day. You know, um, you know, it's like you have plans. And that's, and that's why I have the perspective of it can all be over like that. Like it, it like it's not a life is precious life. So short. it's it's a no, no, no. It can all be over just like that. So like. Just make sure that if it were to end today, that you made the type of impact that you're happy with. If it were to end today, make sure that you know that you gave a goal or a dream that you had everything that you had and that you implemented the right consistency and discipline in your life to make it happen. You know, make sure that if it were to end today, that people are able to say that they breathed easier because of you, that people are able to say that you help change their life, you help improve their life, you know, because that's what we're all called to do. We're all here to just help one another. Um, and so I share my story um, again, just to hopefully spark um, action, you know, hopefully spark consistency, hopefully spark discipline um, that you can implement in your own life with the lessons that I told you guys about in this episode. Um, so just a recap of just, you know, the, the lessons that I shared. Number one is just that anything that you put your mind to is really possible. Like your dream is really possible as long as you put in the work, as long as you implement the right consistency and the right discipline and the right habits to make it happen, it will happen. The second lesson is it's all up to you. It's all up to you, regardless of where you are, whether you're in a high place, a low place, an all right place, it's up to you to make a decision to improve your life. And it doesn't need to be a major decision. It doesn't need to be anything earth shattering. It, it just needs to be one small decision. All right. Whatever decision you can make, because we always have a choice, that's the decision you have to make in order to improve your life. And then lastly, thirdly, is understand that you want to impact people. Be in the business of impacting people with whatever it is that you're doing, even if you're in a nine to five job, even if you're you know, an entrepreneur, whatever you're doing, focus on impacting people, focus on purpose, focus on what you're passionate about. Because if it were to all end, would you rather say that you lived your life purposeful or would you rather say, well, I just had a bunch of things. So I leave you guys with this episode. Um, I hope that it helps you. Um, I know that it felt good to share it. Um, again, this is probably one of the deeper episodes and there's plenty more to the story, which I'm sure, certain if you guys stick around, um, you're going to hear more about it, but I really appreciate you guys, uh, for checking this out and listening. Uh, if you haven't, um, get your ticket to the dreamer symposium that's happening December 17th, where we are going to help you get clear on your goals, help you get clear 
on your how for your dreams and your goals. Um, it's going to be an amazing room. There's only 10 VIP tickets left. So with a VIP ticket, you're not only getting access to the room, you're not only getting, you know, a whole bunch of gear, you're getting a 30 day dream journal, as well as in the new year, you're going to get 14 coaching calls from me every single day to be at the beginning of January. My VIPs, we're going to be meeting every single day just to set targets that way we can build that consistency and discipline that's needed. So that way we don't allow the, the new year's resolution goals or the goals for the new year to just be something we do and then we forget about in two weeks so um get your ticket to the room i'm telling you you don't want to miss it information is going to be in the description link below um i appreciate you guys always remember your dream is possible as long as you are willing to work for it i'll see you guys next week <laughs>